Hi, everybody. It's Joe Wessels, one of the hosts of the Public Safety Drone Podcast. And this week, we're releasing uh, an older episode that was never released. Uh, it was recorded late last year, right before Christmas, and for a variety of reasons, kind of got lost in the shuffle and was never released. But uh, it's being released now. Enjoy this episode, and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy that. Uh, if not, skip this one, and you'll have a brand new episode that'll be uh, dropping tomorrow, and then we'll get back into our regular schedule. So thanks, everybody, who's been listening. Remember to tell your friends, share, write a review. Uh, we appreciate the feedback we've received. It's been really nice to hear from some people that are listening and what they're getting out of it and that they're enjoying it. So uh, thank you very much for that. And uh, with no further ado, please enjoy today's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Public Safety Drone Podcast. I'm Joe Wessels from MobileCom, along with... Uh, uh, most of the co-hosts today, uh, we've got uh, David Glenn, who is Kluge on YouTube, and uh, we've got uh, Lieutenant Steve Schuler from the Blue Ash Police Department and Katie Thielmeyer from the Woodlawn Fire Department. Amos uh, couldn't join us here today, but uh, we, uh, we hear he's doing well and, and flying safe, right? We hope. <laughs> yeah, and we're at the Blue Ash Police Department, uh, again, here in uh, Blue Ash, uh, just uh, outside of uh, in the suburban greater Cincinnati area. And thanks to Lieutenant Schuler for letting us use uh, the conference room once again. Too. Glad we're to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be here. So we thought today we'd talk a little bit about kind of what we're flying. And um, maybe we'll start with uh, Mr. David Glenn, Kluge of YouTube fame. Uh-oh. Because he's got a brand new YouTube video out today. <laughs> and people might be really interested in this, we thought, because we were talking kind of before we started recording, because there is a um, there is Skydio, Skydio 2. Skydio 2, yeah. The uncrashable drone did what? Uh, well, it uh, it ended up in a couple of pieces. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, in the footage you got is amazing, by the way. So you should check out his YouTube channel, especially if you're from the greater Cincinnati, or even if you're not. It's beautiful footage. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people talk about the the Skydio two and say that it uh, it's just like an action camera uh, that uh, you can't get cinematic footage out of it. And I think I got some pretty incredible footage of the uh, Roebling Bridge and uh, the Cincinnati skyline and stuff. But uh, I I probably pushed it a bit further than than I should have and uh, ended up with it uh, running into part of the bridge. Part of and, the suspension bridge and uh, the iconic ending up on the uh, on the road deck. Oh, did is that where it ended up? Yes, oh, thankfully, no. thankfully no, it ended up there. Nothing fell through the grating into the river, huh? Well, uh, maybe the propellers. <laughs> oh, <you never laughs> a couple it. of propellers. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, so, so listeners in Louisville will be watching, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that I want to go into a lot of detail here, but it the Skydio too. Why not? It's <laughs> so. Uh, it, I mean, it's a fantastic drone. We have a box I, of tissues. I ended up, yeah, and I'm still I'm still in mourning over it. Uh, this so happened ho- yesterday. This happened yesterday morning. So uh, okay. I was there at sunrise uh, before sunrise, and actually flying my Mavic Two Pro. Oh yeah. Uh, which is a fantastic drone for yeah. a lot of different the, the whole Mavic 2 platform the Mavic 2 Pro Mavic 2 Zoom and Mavic 2 Enterprise and Enterprise Dual all those drones are fantastic drones yeah. I hadn't uh, it had been a couple of weeks since I'd flown that I'd flown a bunch of other drones I'd flown a actually flown a Matrice 210 uh, an Autel Evo a Mavic Mini a whole bunch of different other drones and coming back to the Mavic 2 platform is it's kind of like coming home like it's just it's just so good um, it can do so many different things, you know. It it uh, you know can't do everything, uh, but the the connection is just rock solid on it, and there's just so many things that it does well. Um, but coming back to the Skydio two, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's dependent upon being able to see its environment to be able to avoid things. And uh, I don't know if I was flying too low light or the thing that I ran into was too small for it or what. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of a, a big personal responsibility guy. And, uh, you know, I was the one that chose to fly it in that situation and put it where it was. And, uh, you know, the end result is that uh, it's broken. And so now now uh, I get to see whether Skydio is going to decide whether to cover it under warranty or not, which, uh, you know, kind of sucks to put yeah. it in someone else's hands like that. Uh, you know, you, so you don't think it was their fault. You don't think it was the device's fault. Uh, I I still think that it based on you know everything that I've seen it do and and what they say I I I really think it should have I think there was enough light and you could see like visually you could see the the thing that it ran into from a long ways away so I I personally feel like it should have but I'm I'm still a personal responsibility guy right so uh, I don't want to leave it in someone else's hands you know and in this case I left it in the robot's hands. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it didn't sell it. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to discount personal responsibility is good. We should have more of that in this world. And, uh, <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, you know, the police officer says, yes, please make my life easier. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. No, but, uh, but, but you know what I mean? I mean, but it's like. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm really hopeful that they'll cover under warranty, but I, I don't know if they will or not. But, would you uh, argue with them day. if they. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I'll, 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 I'll say. You know that I think that they should, and I'll give certain reasons okay. why I think they should. But uh, if they don't, then where are they based out of? You know, uh, they are in California. Oh, are yep. They? okay. Yep. I, I'm US. a little ignorant on the Skydio thing. I don't know why. I, I just uh, so um, too many toys I can make. And Skydio is is uh, really pushing the public safety uh, as well because uh, they've just hired um, the Chula Vista, I think Chula Vista Police Department. Uh, I think he was their chief possibly okay. and they had a, a, a very ro- robust drone program in this uh, police department and uh, he retired and went to work for skydio oh, and he's uh, he's really uh, so so they're really pushing the whole uh, uh, first responder public safety aspect of it and there's a lot of a lot of places where I think that the skydio 2 would fit very well mm-hmm. for uh, public safety. Um, but it's not going to fit in all situations because it is very dependent upon being able to see the environment around it, around it to be able to avoid obstacles, which is really where it, it really shines is its ability to avoid obstacles and not run into things. Despite and, and, and how does it? I mean, for the for the the ones who are not sure, like me. I mean, I've seen. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw the video when it first came out, and it. We were talking to you before we started recording about how uh, my I've had a couple. Uh, Skydy or uh, uh, Kickstarter uh, mishaps on my own, where I, I've kind of uh, been left held uh, handing uh, holding the bag here, and so I see Skydio, and I was a little like, uh, I don't yeah. Know. So Sky, so Sky, I'm also scared to keep buying more stuff. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, the drone industry really needs competition, in my opinion. You know, I agree. DJI yeah, is really the 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 you know giant of the industry, and uh, I really feel like the last couple of years they've kind of sat back and just kind of not really push the industry forward. Although I was saying they, Mavic they 2, to, right? the Mavic 2 platform is fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah. but it really wasn't like a leap forward in the technology and the whole industry. It's more of an improvement on the Mavic. It was, it was yeah. just Pro. improving, right? Yeah. A little bit better camera, a little bit better uh, signal strength with OcuSync 2, a little bit yeah. better this, a little bit better that. Right. But it really wasn't a leap forward or a whole new set of technology that really I'm still waiting for the Phantom forward. 5. Yeah, so... <laughs> so um, 
I feel like Skydio is really kind of pushing that next level of uh, of uh, of the drone industry and and really building in kind of automation and uh, uh, artificial intelligence into it and the the vision system that it has. So it actually has six 4K cameras on it that are solely used just for the obstacle avoidance. Wow! So it has three on top, and they're all fisheye, kind of like. Uh, uh, you, like a GoPro uh, uh, Max 360 or an it's Insta, right now, yeah, you know, 360. Yeah. They have a, a fisheye camera, so they can see a huge field of view. And between the six cameras, three on top and three on the bottom, it can basically see a whole sphere around you. And it, uh, with that, they've they've built software that that can, you know, it's like vision learning or whatever that can see the environment and interpret that environment. And that's really kind of their their kind of claim to fame is that software that interprets the environment around it to be able to, to avoid. And uh, uh, even though I had one bad mishap, it, I've got some incredible footage otherwise of it doing some really cool stuff, flying through uh, a train bridge and stuff, which is uh, really cool. But in terms of uh, um, their, their origins, this is their second drone. They had a, a, an, an R1 uh-huh. that uh, did – a, very similar, but it was kind of like kind of like Tesla having um, their Roadster originally. So they didn't start out with uh, right. the Model Three, right? Yeah, they had right. a couple of models before that, and they used it kind of as their starting point to kind of test their test uh, their their technology and stuff. And the R one was kind of that. Skydio two is more like the the, the Tesla Model Three, where hey, their technology works, and it, you know it's more for mass mass adoption. Um, but, uh, there, there are a bunch of startups and I mentioned Tesla. They, uh, uh, uh one of the guys actually worked at Tesla that started mm-hmm. up Skydio and they come from a lot of really kind of high pedigree, uh, uh, you are know, they Silicon Valley or they, I think so. I'm, I okay. don't, I don't remember for sure, but, uh, I think so. But going back to the, 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 the public safety, um, you know, you can, you know, if you're going to uh, inspect an environment or do, do some investigation after the fact and you need to be able to, you know, go through a yard or whatever, right? right. It's going to have trees and right. brush and all kinds of things like that. Well, you know, not all, you know, police officers or fire uh, personnel are going to be experts in trying to navigate that, right? And so having that obstacle avoidance system really is going to help. Uh, be able to navigate that environment in, in a safe mm-hmm. manner and be able to get the footage that you need for your investigation or, or what about whatever. Like or, or, yeah, you yeah, know, first sure. responders showing up on scene, not sure what they're going to get into, you know, instead of sending a person back there, send a drone. And, and you know, maybe I know you guys have uh, 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 a off you've got DJI drones and stuff. Uh, maybe the record, the, he's pointing at Katie and Steve. Yeah, sorry, okay. I'm, I'm okay. waving my hands on on the audio here. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so visual YouTube guy here. Right? That's <laughs> right. I'm used to. Uh, we got all my cameras set up here. Right. So. Well, so when it comes to the Skydio two and public safety, conceptually, it's it's brilliant, and yeah. it's what we need. Uh, the problem with uh, maybe a SWAT situation is, at least in the the little experience I've had, uh, it doesn't really navigate doorways very well and windows. Yeah. Oh, it does. Um, those sensors are 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 really really good, and I think that's why it works so well in so it like outdoor. Go them? It it will not go through windows and doorways. Oh. Um, I think that's something that they're they're still working on figuring out. Yeah. Uh, but at least in my short experience with it, um, that was kind of the downfall. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to knock it because it's it's a 
it's a good machine, and uh, I think it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah, the the two things are tight spaces, like going through a doorway, or darkness. So, so it doesn't do well. It needs to be able to see the environment. On the around. darkness issue, does it not provide its own light, like it does inf- not. infrared or something like no. that that it could no. use? No. That seems to be a, an easy, well, <laughs> to me, the non-technical guy, it sounds like an easy thing to do, right? Add that on there and have the, uh, the sensors, those 4K cameras, pick that up and then use that illumination. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how, uh, how that works. Uh, I, I would imagine that's something they're thinking about mm-hmm. for sure, but I'm not sure uh, you know, whether, whether that's in their short term or long term or whatever. But, but yeah, so uh, yeah, the Skydio 2 is, is certainly one option that uh, uh, you know, people are talking about a lot now because it's new. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, you know, I'd be interested to hear what these guys are using in terms of uh, the Blue Ash PD and the Wood. Woodlawn Fire Department. Yeah, and then when you come you know, back, uh, we, we should say we're going to take a break after the uh, for the new year, and then uh, when we come back in in uh, uh, two weeks from when this this uh, releases, maybe you have to give us a little quick update on what they told you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, if he's in a good mood or not. Right? <laughs> so, who wants to go next? What What are you guys? You, I'll go next. Schiller, Steve. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I think we briefly talked about this on the Getting to Know You podcast, but we can talk a little bit more about what we fly. So. We started with a Phantom Three, uh, Phantom Three Pro. Still fly that occasionally, you know. Uh, it's good, good training aircraft. It's uh, won't say it's expendable, but it's a little more expendable than the others that we're flying. Yeah. Um, we then uh, moved up to a Mavic, uh, or I'm sorry, Mavic, a Matrice Two Ten, and so you went uh, from the three to the Matrice Two. That was that was a big giant leap there. Yeah, so wow. uh, right. <laughs> so um, we uh, initially bought the uh, the FLIR camera, the XT camera with that, and the Z30 zoom camera. We've added since then the X5S for general photography and then the, the X4S camera with the mechanical shutter for uh, mapping. Yeah. We use that uh, typically for mapping. Um, we, uh, I guess I can count our third one. We, run, we, ran, we won a Tello at a trade show. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That, so, uh, that's we a good toy for yeah. annoying people around the yeah, office, right. right? We haven't done much with that other than practice flying I inside the building. Know, so. I bought one. I bought like five of them for the company, uh, for Mobilecom, and I gave one away at a show. And people really like it. I, ha- I bought one when they first came out, of course, because that's what I do, unfortunately. <laughs> that's why I'm like, don't show me the Skydio. I noticed when you brought it in last time we recorded, I didn't go anywhere near it. <laughs> I, was afra- I was like a literal afraid. I'm like, don't let me see that. I don't want to know. There's, there's a somewhat funny story behind that in that we're at this trade show, and for some reason I, I get an idea in my head and I can't let it go. And I thought I saw a Phantom 4 at this company's booth. They were auction or raffling off this Phantom 4. And, hey, we won the raffle. We said, great, we got a Phantom 4. And uh, it was a Tello. Well, it was great. I mean, I'm not looking to give tours in the mouth. and was ha- we're, we're happy to have it. Um, our most recent one that uh, we, we realized after several years of doing this that we were missing the rapid deployability uh, portion of it. So, you know, the 210 is a great aircraft. Um, it's great for pretty much anything. It's a jack of all trades. However, it's not easy to deploy. It's not easy to carry around. It's in a massive case. So we uh, we bought a Mavic Two Enterprise Dual. So we okay. we have that now. Right. We're, uh, yeah. We don't have that out in the field yet. We've been practicing a little bit with it. Uh, we expect to have it out probably the first quarter of next year. Uh, we're we're in the process of training. Um, right now, I'm sorry. We just completed training everybody on the department to visual observer standards uh, that are required by our FAA waiver, our daylight okay. waiver. So now everybody on the department, all the officers are qualified visual observers. Have been tested and they. They pass a knowledge exam that we require for that. So we're going to add. Where do, where do, you, do you create a knowledge We did that in-house here. You create right. a knowledge exam for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Based on the uh, FAA requirements for our oh, waiver. Okay. We promised the FAA we'd do these four things, uh, teach them in these four areas, and we did that. Okay. They all passed a knowledge huh. exam for it. So, um, And then uh, our next step is then to train some additional pilots. We'll have one on every shift. 
and ideally we'll have that aircraft out in a car uh, on every shift. So if somebody needs it, it's up in the air immediately versus waiting, you know, half an hour for one of us to respond and grab a car and take the equipment out. So that's neat. And is the two ten? So you've had that now for four, three, four years. Uh, we've had it for uh, about two years. Oh, about two years. Yeah. And is it holding up? Do you are you are you guys anxious for something new to come out? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great great aircraft. It's great for long endurance, you know, missions yeah. and that kind of thing. And you know, I don't see us foresee us replacing it anytime soon. Do you uh, guys? Does any of you guys have a, a tether? I've heard some. I've had. We do not. Uh, we have access to a tether. Uh, we have not used it ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, the tether systems are they vary in quality, you know, but right. they're all expensive. And yeah. The best one, uh, I'm not going to say it on air. Which one I think is the best one, but the best one that I've seen is about twenty five thousand dollars. So it's, I think uh, I know which one you're talking. It's about. It's not yeah. cheap. Uh, I think uh, I just saw it too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Is that? Well, you I mean, you guys have a tether at Woodlawn? We do not have a tether. But, I mean, is well, you guys aren't, you, Woodlawn's not using uh, a, a Matrice, right? No. You guys are using uh, Parrot and Afi? Parrot right? and uh, some DJI, some um, DJ. Mavic. We have the uh, Dual Mavic and then Price also Dual. a Mavic Pro. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know that you can tether those. No, not uh, the, you, not, I yeah. think you have to go with the Matrice. Yeah, they're designed one for the, big the Inspire boys. or the yeah. Matrice. Yeah. I know there's uh, Pierce, who is a fire truck company, I know that they have. Uh, I think that they released it. Uh, maybe Photokite worked with Photokite about a. I, th- I think it's built into the truck, or it it's a model that can be put on the truck where it's a, a tethered, quick deploy, get on scene, put that right up. Nobody has to really uh, man it. Right. It's just huh. it's just up and, and available and for command. Is that their own proprietary technology, or is that are you talking saying that that connects with like a parrot or a dji or something no photokite i think is the the brand of it's the it's drone, its own itself. drone okay right um and i think if i remember correctly it can be purchased separately from the trucks itself i think it comes in like a pelican box type thing right okay uh, i can't remember exactly but i know pierce was working with them specifically so a couple of years ago photokite was the first company to get an faa waiver to fly over people and it was with the photokite oh, yeah. drone very small, uh, small, lightweight drone on a tether. And if I remember right, CNN was the first one to get that waiver. Yeah, and yes. They, uh, I thought the tether was only about 20 feet long, so that doesn't seem long enough for our purposes. So maybe they've improved that uh, with the next generation. Yeah, that's no, maybe this 100 feet long or something like that. This definitely goes up a lot higher than yeah, that. okay. Why don't we do a quick break? <laughs> really, really, okay. Sure, Joe. Sure. That's fine, yeah. yeah. You must, right? <laughs> uh, we'll be right back on the Public Safety Drone Podcast uh, from uh, – Live on tape from the Blue Ash Police Department in Blue Ash, Ohio. Be right back. Getting hands-on drone training should not be hard. With MobileCom, it's easy. Partnered with SkyOp, a national leader in drone training, MobileCom offers in-person drone instructor-led classroom instructions at our facility or yours. Courses include hands-on training so your staff is trained not only in the knowledge behind the drones, but flying one, making your drone program exceptional and, most importantly, safer. MobileCom chooses SkyOp because teaching pilots how to fly safely and following regulations is all they do. SkyOp develops top-notch drone training, nothing else. Their curriculum and MobileCom's SkyOp certified instructors 
give your drone pilots the background knowledge and hands-on training not provided anywhere else by people who only do drone training. Whether you need to pass your Part 107, get recurrent on your existing Part 107, starting a drone program from scratch, or need to know how to utilize drone software like PIX4D, Mobilecom has you covered. For more information, call 877-447-8433 or visit mobilecom.com forward slash UAS. Again, Mobilecom, M-O-B-I-L-C-O-M-M dot com forward slash U-A-S. That's 877-447-8433. Mobilecom, for the best, most comprehensive drone training anywhere. Mobilecom. If you're interested in being a guest or know someone who could be, please contact the Public Safety Drone Podcast producer at UAS at mobilecom.com. That's U-A-S at M-O-B-I-L-C-O-M-M dot com or call 877-447-8433. Welcome back to the Public Safety Drone Podcast. Uh, Joe Wessels from Mobilecom here at the Police Department, like I said before we took that little break, and along with Katie Tillmeyer from Woodlawn Fire Department, Lieutenant Steve Schuler from the Bush Police Department, David Glenn, who is Kluge on YouTube. I think I finally got, got it right. I don't call you Kluge anymore. <laughs> So I've, I've, it's I'm, all good. I'm At least not to I answered face. a way worse than that. Oh, really? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. No. Just, so uh, we're kind of we're talking a little bit about uh, what we're flying. We're talking a lot about what we're flying. And then um, who, where were we in that? Who was Katie? All yours, Katie. Katie. All right. Well, so we, uh, we're we actually flying uh, mostly the Anafi Thermal. Uh, it's, it's by Parrot. Uh, what I like about that. And they're French, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. France has got doing a lot of cool stuff with drones. They are. Can I just is that okay to say that? And that company, I think, is now owned by the same company that owns Pix4D. Oh, are they heard, French? Heard company? that? Uh, no, they're Swiss. I think. Oh, so, uh, I didn't. Know. Okay. Some connections there between the two of them, anyway. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So what I, I I think we also fly um, the uh, Enterprise Dual DJI, which uh, is a great platform and and really fulfills our needs. Uh, what I like about the Anafi Thermal is uh, it's much smaller, uh, lightweight. It's, it's even quicker to deploy than the Enterprise. Um, and then it's the camera gimbal goes 180 degrees. So when it comes to inspections and trying to, to really look for something specific, uh, it really helps to have that flexibility. Yeah, so you can see straight down as well as straight up or Correct. anywhere in between. Yes, yeah. So that's that's kind of my go-to. Uh, that's what I carry with me all the time. Um, Do you use the thermal on that very often? Um, anytime that that we need it, it's it's got the lepton FLIR, which is the same as what's in the the Enterprise Dual. So, you know, if if I'm going to go to to one or the other, you know, as far as needing thermal capabilities, they're both going to be yeah. equaled out. Do you have the ability to overlay the FLIR over the visual like you have with the, the with the Mavic? Yes, okay. nice. it does that. Gotcha. And yeah. I have a Mavic 2E. Okay, anyway, I'll go on to that. <laughs> do you ever that. use that? Do I ever? No, I've never actually taken it out of the box. No, of course I use it. What do you, what, so what do you use it for? Uh, what have I used it for? Well, so at MobileCom, uh, I've used it specifically for um, uh, tower inspections. I can't yep. think what they're called. I can't think this morning. Uh, tower inspections are great with that. I love that it has the GPS feature on it where it will um, stamp the, the pictures with the GPS on it, which comes right. in very helpful later because sometimes radio towers can look 
similar to each other. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So uh, if they don't get, you know, I usually label the file name of where I'm at, but um, but yeah, that it definitely helps to have the uh, they have that on there as well. So um, with the Joe with the GPS feature, can you tell which face of the tower you're looking at? You tell which side of the yeah. Tower, the picture was oh, taken yeah, first. yeah, yeah, nice. you could. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, put the put the GPS over. I haven't done that, but yeah, you could because it's on. You know, you can see what side you're on with the GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're precise enough to do that. Nice. Um, and the camera is amazing. So I've just taken some neat pictures with it. Just you know, I live in Loveland, Ohio, and I've, there's it's kind of picturesque downtown with a little river running through it, and I've taken yeah. pictures of that. And uh, um, I've done some. Uh, we we used it. Um, we used it on some search and rescue stuff. With Katie, um, which uh, we yeah, missing person. It was a missing. Per- it wasn't really search and rescue. It was a missing person, right? right. Yep. Um, so we used that. And that was that was kind of interesting. So we actually used it to um, go underneath the canopy of the trees a little bit, just to kind of, and then we'd do like a three slow three sixty, just to see if we saw any heat signatures of anything. Um, we never, fortunately, didn't find him, uh, the person that was found, but wasn't found by the drone. So uh, yours is the Enterprise Duel as well. You've got the... I'm the, sorry, it's the Duel. I didn't say okay. that. Yes, the Enterprise okay. 2 Duel. Mavic 2 Enterprise Duel. Yeah, thank you. You're like our copy <laughs> editor here. It's like, he's like the guy who's like, listening to the details. Yes, it's keeping you thank, honest. Thank you. Yes, yeah, keeping me honest. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and we've got a Crystal Sky with that as well, too, which... Um, so the whole setup, and I guess we kind of that would segue a little bit into what we we're also going to talk about, accessories that I have with it. So the, the, the Crystal Sky, I've got the... Um, not the super bright one, but the the mid bright one. I so there's the thousand nits. Yeah, it's like the uh, seven point eight five inch. Yeah, seven point eight five inch, and it's the ultra, but not the isn't it like the ultra bright? Or yeah, the the, I, the, the know this stuff. The better. main one is a thousand nits. I forget what the naming is, and the other one is that that's like super expensive is like two thousand nits. So yeah, it's super bright. And uh, I, I actually call it ultra bright. Ultra bright. Yeah. So the one. Yeah, so the one I have is the middle. It works great, and um, the the, re- the main reason I wanted to get that is because it, it had the HDMI out on it. Yes. So the setup that I have, so as we we kind of at Mobilecom, we want to be prepared in case somebody in, in law enforcement or the fire service needs us. So we have um, I, I have the setup that I could show somebody if they wanted to create their own. So it's a uh, HDMI out. I got like a fifty foot cable. I carry a thirty uh, two inch uh, screen with me most of the time. Uh, and in a uh, inverter, so I can I can run it off that, and then the the you could take that screen, I can plug that into somebody's you know command vehicle, or I could plug it into that screen, and people can watch it right there. So you aren't hovering, you know, you know people aren't huddled around you where you're trying to look at the screen. Yeah. That's extremely helpful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to have that. So um, so we did that was the main reason because there's no HDMI output on the Mavic at all. Uh, right. You could get one on the Phantom on my Phantom Four. I do have an HDMI output, but it's a Phantom Four. It's now. Phantom 4 is like almost four years old. That's something huge that we we face in public safety is trying yeah. to figure out how to stream that video and and to let other yeah. people see what's on there and without that HDMI out, yep. you're you're very limited and and yeah. you're kind you, of stuck you, on these subscription based right. uh, programs that can be really pricey and you can distribute it locally with HDMI out to so at a command post like you're talking about, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we when we bought our Mavic 2 Enterprise Dual, we looked at buying the Crystal Sky, which we have with the, the M210, which is mm-hmm. nice, but I wanted to make it one piece, so it was very easy for somebody to pull out you know, and have extra cases and things like that. So we bought the Smart Controller, mm-hmm. which has an integrated uh, – Yes. It's not a Crystal Sky, but it's an Android tablet built into right. that. And that's, 
Yeah. It's pretty nice. So. Which was yeah, like the got, fan. And I've it. got the smart controller as well for my Mavic 2. And I actually use the HDMI out because I've got another, I think it's like a 7 or 8 inch HDMI screen. So I've got not only the small little screen, uh, I, I find the little 5.5 inch screen is, is a bit small for my taste. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to sometimes see the details. So having a 7 or 8 inch uh, HDMI screen that's, you know, just hooked to it right. works out well and that would work well for public safety as well for the exact reasons that joe was saying for the crystal sky is it's got that hdmi out mm-hmm. so you can hook in and and you know maybe you just maybe you don't have a 32 inch monster like joe's got but maybe mm-hmm. you've just got like a little like eight inch or a, a, a like 11 or 13 inch that right. you know super portable can run off of a, a simple battery or whatever, and be able to, you know, have maybe ten foot cord or something like that. Now, now I'm embarrassed. So, <laughs> we built a great one. I have an old an old Pelican case. Yeah. We took we bought a I don't know how big it is, nineteen inch, you know, flat screen yeah. TV, a cheap one. Put it on a mount in there. Yeah, and you just open the thing up, plug it into the inverter, and you got yeah. twenty five foot HDMI cable. It's wired to it. You plug it into your controller, and yeah, exactly. whoever needs yeah. to see it can. So, yeah, don't yeah. be embarrassed, Joe. I also have a, a large TV in the back of my car, so I think. <laughs> I think I've seen it before. I don't know if it sounds bad. Yeah, okay. but having that HDMI out just gives you so much more flexibility in, in what you can do and making sure that the, the right people can see it because a lot of times the person who's flying the aircraft is concentrating on flying the aircraft yep. and can't necessarily right. see all the details. So if you're doing a, a search and rescue or a missing persons or – uh, you, you know, you're you're in a, a first responder situation where you're looking for a suspect or something like that. Being able to, uh, you know, be able to see, you know, and and because a lot of times, you know, even on those thermals, right? Uh, it's just a, a tiny little like blur on the yeah, screen. You, you want to make and sure if, you uh, have as many eyes on that that's screen right. as possible because sure. somebody else might see something pop out that you've missed. That's right. Especially so if you're focused if you're, on the controls. That's right. right. You want other people focused on what you're well, actually an F- looking An FAA best practice is to have a sterile cockpit where you don't have other people huddled around, potentially jostling you, talking to you while you're, you're yeah. flying and things. And with a, a 50 or 25-foot HDMI cable, you can get out of the way and let the – People who need to see the data look at it while you're over there flying. I, yeah. I guess I can say that we're working on it like an NVR solution too for it. NVR, uh, a out. network video recorder. So it's like a DVR, but like in, in security camera. So we we have a, a couple that um, that we've been trying to test that to have like so you have a backup right away. So you could literally say, um, somebody here you go. You could just take a clip and then run with it if you need if you needed to. Yeah. It would be self contained like in in the vehicle kind of thing too. Yeah, so, right. Um, Another thing too, so I I have um, uh, strobes on mine that are, that are removable. That I don't know if we don't say the name of the company. I mean, Google them. There are some good ones out there. Yep. Um, but uh, we might talk to one of them one day, and we'll let them decide if they want to say. Them. I'm sure they would be offended. But anyway, there's some great strobes out there, and they're gotten way better in the past couple of years for the same price. They're really bright. Um, Actually, Katie, when we were down, we talked about this on another podcast about the stadium when we were at the stadium. Right. And you put them on there, and that's when I bought them. I was like, whoa, look how bright those are. And I put mine on, they're like, beep, 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 beep. Yep. And you guys put them on, they're like, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my little strobes don't look very impressive anymore. Yeah, it makes a big difference in terms of visibility and, and safety. I mean, in, in terms of the person flying the drone, just being able to see it and be able to identify you know, which way it's facing and those sorts of things. I use yeah. four different strobes on on mine when I fly in, uh, at night with yeah. my 107.29. Uh, and just, yeah, uh, just knowing where it is. Just knowing where it is, making sure. It just gives you more confidence knowing where it is. 
uh, if if you lose your visual on your screen, you can see, you know, with the, the, the red and the green on it, you can mm-hmm. tell which way it's pointed. That way I know if I need to, like, bring it back, which, you know, which direction to, to, to bring it, you know. I also so. have the mounts for the Loom Cube. Do you guys ever mess with the Loom Cube? I have a Loom Cube, but I've never really done much with them. And in terms of uh, in terms of visual observing, it's not real great because it's uh, – uh, one direction it's omnidirectional right right? but in terms of maybe trying to use it to illuminate an environment i'm sorry you said omnidirectional but you mean oh sorry yes unidirectional thank you yeah yeah (laughs) thank you appreciate it that's right (laughs) but in terms of uh, other scenarios the loom cubes uh and there's there's other competitors out there as well that uh uh, to be able to illuminate the environment, right? So if you're right. doing a search and rescue or missing persons. That's or, what I really like about the ones that we use is I, if I put one on the bottom, there's actually settings that can go from a strobe yeah. to a solid light. Yeah. And so you can one, do that remotely from the ground? No. It you got to be, set it. Yeah. That's yes, one of the limitations, I think, to that. Right. So, so yeah. I'll, I'll put the, the top one and then my directional on the strobes, and then I'll have that one solid so it actually yeah. lights up the environment. Nice. Now, does the Matrice 210, it has built-in strobe already, doesn't it? The Matrice 210, the version 2 does. We version have the, the early one. So okay. we have a detachable strobe that's a DS30 beacon we put on the top. Yep. We've got the um, the mounts on the sides for the red and the green, and then we keep yeah. a white one on the bottom as well. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I run it with my my little yeah. tiny little Mavic Two. Why, why reinvent the wheel? <laughs> and you I'll know, take, right? so, yeah. I, I know Katie has to run here too, so and we're, we're a little bit over our normal time here. But uh, one thing I would say, I feel like I'd be remiss since I work at a radio company too. Is one of the things that um, I thought I created a go bag after our, our um, missing person. Because I was wearing like basically what I <laughs> right. there are pictures of me wearing like loafers and in a creek bed, you know, it was walking. hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was clearly not a little now, overdressed for the occasion. Yeah, so I went out and bought a, a, a real like backpack dedicated, and I put in there a couple things. Uh, I have a um, an anemometer. Is that right? Am I saying that right? The uh, wind, wind, wind speed. Wind speed. I have yeah. that in there. I have a um, the Raspberry Pi um, ADSB in there that I have in that as well. ADSB receiver. Uh, receiver only right. is receive only, so I can I can see what else is out there. If if I have an iPhone, I can hook it up to that. Um, I also put like a change of clothes in there and boots and all that kind of stuff. So I'd have you know, so, so I could change out of if I'm wearing your change of clothes, another pair of loafers and a sweater, or what do you have? In the- <laughs> no, I don't know, like normally backup I mean, bow tie. Yeah, <laughs> bow, bow tie. Yeah, exactly. I've got a tutu in there actually. But we'll talk about that after. Uh, so, uh, but one of the things that I thought sort of I. I I thought it was a good idea at the time, but then I realized it was really helpful is I put some two-way radios in there. That's the part I would be remiss about if I didn't mention that. I put some two-way radios in there. And even though we weren't – we could see each other fine and we weren't really that far apart, the radios made a big difference. Wouldn't you? I mean, I thought just being able to say – Hey, uh, you know, you're, she's like, oh, you're getting kind of close to that tree, you know, and, and we, she didn't have to yell, you're getting that close to the tree. She could just go, hey, you're getting close to the tree. And I'm actually, I'm supposed to get Vox, you know, the voice operated. Yeah. At the time you had to still click it when you're holding the control and you have to click it, even the way it's speaker mm-hmm. mics. Um, uh, apparently somebody just told me, you know, they have a Vox microphone for those radios that you, I'm like, oh, I didn't know. So just to have, so you don't even have to, to push the thing. You can keep your hands on the control and just say, you know, uh, hey, you know, you're getting too close to the tree or where am I or whatever, that kind yeah, of thing. Having so, those radios is, is definitely helpful. And we 
we have our, you know, our, our radios, our fire radios, police radios, and we can get on a fire ground or another channel. But right. if you don't have that option, having those, those I have one too, radios, but I'm afraid to use it because everyone's told me don't use it. They say you can have it. That sounds don't touch the but the push to talk button yeah, ever. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, until well, whenever happens, happens, or if it happens. no, you just have to make sure you're on the right channel. That's all. Yeah, right. You don't want to end up talk. You know, you'll talk to the whole county. We've all done. The whole it. And you'll never and live it down. We've all done it. Oh, oh, really? Because oh. I think that's also a fear I have, too. And they're like, I'm with the radio service. I have to just say, uh, radio service testing, right? <laughs> and then I'm good. Uh, and uh, the other thing I have in there, oh, aviation radio. That's the other thing I yeah. have. We use ours all the time, the aviation yeah. radio. And that would be a whole topic we could talk about because I've never got a straight answer on, are you allowed to talk to planes or not? I'll give you my opinion next podcast. How's that? That sounds good, folks. Listen, <laughs> we're taking a week off. Uh, uh, so this is episode seven. So uh, episode eight. We'll come up in a couple weeks. Um, so happy new year. Happy holidays to everybody. Yep. You too. Happy Likewise. Holidays. Yeah, very good. Merry and and uh, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah. We're in the middle of Hanukkah right now, too, if you celebrate that as well, too. And uh, we'll see you, I guess, in uh, 2020. So yeah. thanks for listening to the Public Safety Drone Podcast. Um, thanks to Katie Tielmeyer from Woodlawn, Lieutenant Steve Schuler from Blue Ash, Kluge, David Glenn on YouTube. Check out the channel. I'm Joe Wessels from Mobilecom. Have a great day, folks, and uh, we'll talk to you next year. You've been listening to the Public Safety Drone Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest or know someone who could be, please contact the Public Safety Drone Podcast producer at UAS at mobilecom.com. That's UAS at M-O-B-I-L-C-O-M-M.com or call 877-447-8433. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or feedback using the same methods. Special thanks to our music contributors mentioned during the show. All music used with permission. Please rate us on and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Your rating and reviews do help others find the show. If iTunes isn't your thing, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, a tin can, and a string. Just about anywhere else you can or can't find podcasts. We'll see you next time on the Public Safety Drone Podcast, sponsored by Mobilecom. Visit mobilecom.com forward slash UAS for more information on drone training happening in your area or for all your drone product needs or call 877-447-8433. Thank you for listening and fly safe.